and that's what there you go was about I, myself. I, know I don't that shine I, do I glow and it's seeping out of my pores that I'm a survivor a strong work. woman and not one to be tested don't be afraid to glow as a matter of fact <laughs> the more it scares you the more you should do it you know every now and then one of us might have one of those experiences or those moments where we hear something or see something or witness something that blows our mind, that forces us to look at our own reality different, that forces us to pivot and go into another direction, a whole other direction in our life or in what we think or what we thought we believed. These moments are abysmal. They are beyond. And if you haven't yet experienced one of these, I almost feel bad for you because I think that they're, I think that they're definitely necessary um, when going through life. And if you haven't experienced a moment like this, it's time to start paying attention because there are things happening all around you, things that people are saying, things that you hear that can change the whole trajectory of your life. In a moment, in your thoughts, your patterns, everything, and you're missing it. Gotta wake up, gotta pay attention. So anyway, what brings this up is because I had one of those moments yesterday. Now I have those moments every now and then, you know. Um, I don't think that they're supposed to come very frequent, but, you know, I mean, I, I can even attribute it to, you know, rap music. And that's what I'm going to do because I believe and I know for certain God can use anybody. And a lot of rap music that we hear, if you listen to the lyrics, especially 90s rap, I don't like hip hop now, if you even want to call it hip hop. But like if you listen to 90s and early 2000 rap, um, specifically the rappers from New York, there's a lot of knowledge being talked about in the music that's mixed in with some other stuff. So I'm about to go into that and I'm just kind of bring it full circle for you. So I was um, Bishop T.D. Jakes. It doesn't matter if you know him or not. You can Google him, whatever. I, I'm not going to assume everyone knows him. It doesn't matter if you know him, but listen to what he said. He said, those who want for <laughs> just totally messed that up because I'm excited. Bear with me. He said, those who once fought you are now going to seek you. And you have to be healed enough to let them in. Because God is going to use you to minister to them. Now, before I even go any further, I just want to explain what minister means. Minister literally means to attend the needs of someone. That's it. Don't think about it in a churchy term or the religious term because this is not about that. I know that I said God, but God is the reason that you're breathing right now. So if you listen to my podcast, my podcast, you will hear me talk about God sometime and you will hear me say his name. I have a personal relationship with him. I love him. I know my mouth is a little bit reckless, but so what? What I'm talking about, this is this is abysmal. And when he said this, this blew my mind. But hear me out. I'm going to say it again. Those who once fought you are now going to seek you and you have to be healed enough to let them in because God is going to use you to minister to them, aka attend the needs of them. 
Now, <laughs> yo, <laughs> the, the, it takes a certain type of person to even understand what I just said. Like truly, like every single, some people are not going to get it. And that's okay. That that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just means you're just not there yet. Sometimes what's understood doesn't have to be explained, right? You know, I like someone else will hear that and be like, oh, you know, whatever. And it, and sometimes somebody will, and someone else will hear it and they'll be like, yo, same reaction as me. It, it's just that it's not for you. That's it. You know, there are some things that some people find deep that I don't. And that means it's not for me. And that's okay. But, the <laughs> yo, this banged me in my head. And I was just like, wow. And you might notice this in your life. Not what I said, but notice the things like I'm about to say. You ever notice that people always come back around? Have you ever noticed that? Do you have an experiences and instances where, I mean, I know people use social media to do this and some of you might not remember what it was like before social media. So for the sake of this conversation, <laughs> we're going to just include social media. You ever get a, you know, a message from someone who you knew a couple of years ago, or even doesn't even matter. You knew at one point in time in your life. And you shared something special. This could be a relationship, romantic or otherwise. It could have been something. But the point is you shared something, right? Yeah, so the point is you shared something. Doesn't matter what it was, but it has to be something that's significant. And they come back and they're like, hey, what's up? You know, whatever. They're just getting back in touch with you. This has happened to me a lot over the last 10 years. And to be quite honest with you, out of all of the people who've done that, there's only been like two that I've even entertained. Because the way I always took it <laughs> is you're gone, so you need to stay gone. I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm just saying this is what I did. So, um, and I, you know, and the thing is, some of these people have done things to me in the past and or or just just weren't cool enough or just weren't there for me um or our friendship broke up and I just don't I didn't see the point of revisiting anything I I just didn't see the point because the times that I did let me say this I did give it I did give a few people a chance it just turned right back into what it was so I just was like you know I don't see the point if you're gone and you left, I'm going to need you to stay gone, you know, and, and leave quietly when you go. This also goes for family. I'm not close with my family. There's a whole history to that. You'll read it in my book, um, in an upcoming book. I'm going to go there. Um, there was a podcast episode that I did when this podcast was named something else. And I talked about how I was in forced to care and had to raise myself and this and that. It's a, It was a strained relationship and took years of therapy to get through a lot of things, um, abuse and stuff like that, that had happened to me. So I had to make a decision quite early in my mid to early 20s that the best thing for me was going to be to cut them off. It just had to be. Some of you don't get it. Some of you will never have to make that decision in your whole life. God bless you for that. Some of you get exactly what I mean. 
It just is what it is. It's not woe is me. I'm good. But I'm just, I'm bringing this point all the way around. So when I talk about the people, how they always come back, they do. Because some of these family members have contacted me through Facebook and stuff like that. And one thing that I noticed that they all have in common is never, hey, how are you doing? Nothing like that. It's always, oh, heard you wrote a book. Um... (laughs) Or heard you doing this. How did you hear it? I don't know because I don't talk to anyone. Maybe they just looked. I don't know. Um, Or they'll just ask a question. How do I write my book? How can I publish my book? How can I do this? How can I do that? It's never, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? So this is the reason I tell most people to go fuck off. Because how are you going to not talk? You, You haven't even seen or spoken to me in like 10 years. And this is your introductory, you know what I'm saying? Where are your morals at? It just shows me that you've never changed. So that's why I say go right back where you've been because I don't need that nonsense. I've changed, I've evolved, and I don't need that in my life. So thank you for showing. Bye-bye. The reason this is so crazy is because people are going to come back. And sometimes they come back. Just like he said, these people... There's going to be people who fought you at one point that are now going to seek you. Who knows why? However, you're going to have to be healed enough. I'm going to have to be healed enough, meaning not taking offense to be able to minister to them, a.k.a. help them in whatever way God sees fit. This is one of the hardest things. Like when I really, I just been thinking about this over and over again. And you know, this will be or is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. And that's speaking a lot because my life has been full of making hard decisions. Living in in war-torn countries and traveling by myself. Just, you know, it's really hard. (laughs) I can't even tell you in one podcast episode. And that's okay. We all have a story. Just know that mine was particularly hard. Did I have good times too? Hell yeah. Lived it up, dated wealthy men, made so much money. You know, I had good times too. But... The person who understands this is someone who comes from struggle. The person who understands what I'm talking about is someone who has a story, who has a testimony and knows what it's like to be hurt by people and have them come back around. The person who understands this is someone who has wisdom. The mouth that it came out of Bishop T.D. Jakes. Do you know how much wisdom it takes to spew something like this, to actually say it. He didn't hear this in a song. He didn't learn this in class. This came from natural conversation. It's beautiful to me. It's almost poetic, to be honest with you. I love poetry. It's almost poetic because it's it's like turning around. And also, I as soon as he said that, you know what I heard? DMX song. Um, I forget the name of it, but for those of you who have ever heard of DMX or like DMX or whatever, he had this song. Um, and I used to always say this verse in the song, and he was like, 
He was like, so, now I'm supposed to love the one that cursed me, the one that wouldn't give me a cup of water when I was thirsty. It was always him versus me, but now I got to teach him. Personal feelings put aside because now I got to reach him. But what I like to do is turn my head like I don't know him. But it seems like I've been called on to show him, so I'm going to show him. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> do you hear this? Now, I'm supposed to love the one that cursed me, the one that wouldn't give me a cup of water when I was thirsty. Same thing. They're saying the same things. Just different words, obviously. There's going to come a time in each of our lives where we're going to have to become so humble that we put those personal feelings aside because we have to teach or hurt or help someone who has hurt us. That's the whole point. There's going to come a time in every single one of our lives there have been times where I got to witness people suffer who have hurt me. It didn't bring me any joy, but I knew I was witnessing it for a reason. So, for instance, this one dude that I was seeing in Afghanistan um, when I was living and working in Afghanistan, not as a soldier, as a civilian living and working there, um, we had, now there was two that I was seeing over there. One of them didn't matter. One of them did. This is the one that did matter. Because <laughs> I don't want, you know, people that know us to think that I'm talking about him. I'm talking about the one that no one ever knew that I was actually with. Not the other one. Um, so, with me, with him, we had such an electric connection that I thought, I literally, and this is the first time I've ever said this in my life, I was like, I just met my husband. And I'm not one of those females. Like, I'm not that type of woman at all. Like, I could take him or leave him, really. You know, but it was on such a deep level how we connected, even from when I, how we even met is crazy. And I'm about to tell you, but the way we connected was, it was, <laughs> it was beyond words. It was a soul connection. And, how I met him was he was in another part of Afghanistan and I was I was in the north area, always in the north. <laughs> anyway, and he was in the southern area. So I had to call his office, not to speak to him, but to speak to one of his co-workers for something. And when I did, he answered the phone. Now, I don't know him from anywhere. Never spoke to him, never saw him. Obviously, we're miles and miles, you know, hundreds of miles apart from each other. I've never seen him. So I was like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. I got to talk to yada, yada, yada. And he was like, nah, he's, he, you know, he's not here. But if you like, I can take a message and this and that. And I was like, whoa, he got a nice voice. <laughs> I was like, yo, he got a nice voice, man. What's your name? And he was like, my name is. And I was like, yeah, well, my name is. And he was like, yeah, I know. He was like, I, I see your emails coming through and stuff like that. And it was just so cool, very short, probably less than a minute, the conversation. He took my message, hung up the phone, and that was it. Don't you know when I hung up the phone, I was sitting there almost in like a daze. Granted, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't do this. I don't get all fluttery over, over dudes. I just don't do it. Do I end up liking guys? Yeah, but I'm not that woman that sits there and daydreams and, oh, I want him to be my husband and this. I don't do that shit. 
So for me to even feel something like this <laughs> was very new and different. So anyway, going on in the story, I was just sitting there and I was just kind of taken aback. And I was like, yo, I'm about to look him up. And I did on the on the work portal. And I sent him an email. And I was just like, look, I'm not trying to be, this might sound really weird. I was like, but I just got to say, you know, I, I really forget how I worded it, but it wasn't thirsty. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't desperate. It was just honest. And it was very short. And I, I think I said something to the effect of kind of like, did you feel that? Or something. Don't you know? As soon as I pressed send, ding, came right back. <laughs> he did. He felt it too. And he was like, he was like, I don't know what's going on right now, but I really feel like I want to talk to you. And I was like, me too. Like, I feel like I want to have a, more of a conversation with you. So we're going back and forth. I mean, from then on, I would say probably for the next month or two, every single day, all day, <laughs> we were emailing back and forth on the work computer. <laughs> ding, ding. Back and forth. I mean, we talked about everything. And then we, obviously, we exchanged numbers. So when I wasn't at work, I was actually working out twice a day um, and stuff. So obviously, when I was working out, I was really focused on that. And, you know, I was doing other things. So I wouldn't talk to him then. I'm not, I'm also not that type of woman. Just because I met a guy doesn't mean I'm giving up my personal stuff. Ladies, don't ever do that. I still had a workout regimen. I'm not sacrificing that for anyone. So, but I mean, we would talk to each other and go to sleep. And it was just, I mean, the vibe was sick and crazy. So check this out. He had the gift of gab. He was a Philly dude. He was from Philly. He had the gift of gab just like a New Yorker does. So you could sell, you could sell ice to an Eskimo pretty much. So he managed to get switched from being down south to coming exactly where I was. Don't even ask me how he did it. I just know he did. And he didn't tell me until he was like on his way. He was like, yo, tomorrow I'm gonna be up there. And I was like, are you coming for a visit? And I was all like nervous and stuff. And he was like, no, I'm actually gonna be up there. And I was like, oh, okay. So here I am, I'm excited. You know, I'm gonna meet him tomorrow and this and that. And when I did, I was not disappointed. Now, granted, we're talking to each other all this time and didn't know what each other looked like. I He ended up telling me later on that he had spoken to someone who saw me and they were like, yeah, you know, she's pretty, whatever. But I had never spoken to anyone that knew what he looked like, but he was fine as I don't know what, y'all. Um, Just swag, fine, nice dresser, like just good you know and I was like oh shoot I'm over here blushing like a schoolgirl. I found myself even like posing a little bit like what am I doing you know what I'm saying? like I don't do this stuff like even talking about it now I just remember you know and it's it's good and you know when you know that you're healed and you've evolved and you've elevated when you can talk about something that hurts you and laugh and be in the moment of it, you know what I'm saying, and be there and appreciate it for what it was, and that's 
don't worry, I'm getting to the point, but just oblige me for a little bit. So anyway, he comes and every single day, I'm talking every day. I'm still doing my workouts. I'm still doing what I wanted to do, but he would come and pick me up for lunch. And then he would come after work and we would sit from seven to like 11 in the car. Sometimes we would get, <laughs> I lived a really unorthodox life. Sometimes we would be getting bombed, like the base. Yeah, I said bombed. So we would have to run to the bunker. We would run to the bunker together. And um, it was just crazy. Like we would spend from seven to damn near 11, 12 o'clock at night just talking. We'd talk about everything. And time passed and like these were hours upon hours and it felt like it was just 10 minutes I'm talking to him. And this happens for a couple of months. So then we are like this, look. I'm standing there and I'm talking to him. We've never talked about how we liked each other, but the, uh, the attraction was crazy. I knew he liked me. He knew I liked him. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him one time, and then he just walked up to me and was getting closer, and then he just started kissing me. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad he did that because it's been months. <laughs> and um, from there, it was just like an unspoken thing. So... There was the attraction. Everything was just feeling right. And even before I met him, I was saying to myself, I think I met my husband. You know, um, it's very odd for me because I never did that before. So fast forward, you know, we're like, you know, basically we wanted to have sex. You know, we didn't have a title on what this was. We were just going with it and just kind of seeing where the flow was. According to him, he told me he was single. I was single. I know that he had had some children. And I was just like, the first time I was like, I don't even care. You know, like, we'll work that out. I'm thinking. So we weren't really, you know... There were no titles and I don't I don't feel the pressure to do that. I was just going with the flow. So we basically he was like, I'm gonna take you to Dubai. I know that you're going on vacation soon. Cause I was going to Mexico. I was actually going on um vacation myself. I was gonna be going for maybe two weeks or something. So I was gonna go to Paris, New York. Ugh, no, no, no. This was this was my little this literally was my trip. And it didn't feel like a vacation. I was stressed out the whole time. So from Afghanistan, I was going to Dubai. I was going to be there for two days. After Dubai, I was going to New York. I was going to be there for three or four days. From New York, I was going to Mexico. I was going to be there for five days. Then from Mexico, I was going back to New York to be there for one day. And then to Paris, be there for one day. And then to Dubai and be there for two or three days to be with him. Because he was going to be in Dubai. His vacation was at the tail end of my vacation. So we were like, hey, why don't we take three days off the beginning of my vacation, off the end of yours, and we spend them in Dubai. Whew. I hope you're following along. I really do. So boom, we did that. We um, <laughs> we met up in, in Dubai. And of course, this was, this was going to be the time that we were going to you know, he was going to rock my world and I was going to rock him. I didn't care about nothing else. He ended up getting a really, he got the presidential suite in Raffles Hotel. Um, and we had a really, really, really good time. I'm going to just leave it at that. So spent a lot of money 
bought me some Tiffany jewelry. You know, we we just had a really, really good time. So he goes on his vacation and I'm back in Afghanistan. And he comes back off his vacation. So I'm in Afghanistan by myself a few weeks without him while he's on his vacation. Come to find out after all of this and all of this time, not only is he married, (laughs) yeah, not only is he still married, but she was on the same military base as us, as we were. And I think she had left. Now, when I was told this, he wasn't there. I was told this by the person who I had to call to do business. I was told this by the person who I was supposed to talk to the day I met him. Now, imagine, you see how life works. If I would have called and never talked to him, I would have never met him. But the person I needed at the time was not there. So that's how I met him. So I was like, Mary, he was like, yeah. He's like, you didn't know that? I was like, uh, no. And so dude comes back and I confront him about it. And he didn't really make any excuses or anything. When I tell you I was crushed, I was crushed. Your girl was hurt. Your girl was hurt for a good two weeks, I would say. And I was just like, man, this hurts. I didn't stay in it. Looking back, I didn't stay in it that long compared to what other people say. But it was long enough for me. And by the time two weeks had came, I was like, look, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done feeling sad about this. So I found the replacement, blah, blah, blah. And that replacement is not even worth mentioning. And that's the person who most people, if they know me, if they knew me from being in Afghanistan, that's the person who um who they know of. He was the replacement. So anyway, the point is this person hurt me, right? And when I told you, I said sometimes we we have the opportunity. I don't know if we want to call it an opportunity or not. We have the ability to see people who had hurt us at one point in time. We have the ability to see them suffer. I don't know why this happens. I've seen it. I've seen it before this person and I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it before. This was the last time I saw it though. So fast forward to maybe three or four years. He's not on my radar. I don't, you know, life has moved on. I have left Afghanistan. I'm doing all different things. So he sends me an email and I'm like, oh, what's up? You know, there's no hard feelings. There's nothing. And because he doesn't use social media. I love a man who doesn't use social media. Because that means he has nothing to prove. There's just something about that. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, la, 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 la. And we're catching up. And he's like, here's my number. Called him. You know, we're talking. How about this guy is not only literally on the verge of suicide. Like, wants to commit suicide. Like, he's, he's gone. Like, I'm talking he's mentally unstable. He's been admitted multiple times to the hospital. Um he was he was really suffering. I <laughs> he was really really suffering and I was just like what is this about? Like I I'm you know, like we can't even have a conversation without 2 minutes and he's like 
yeah, but I, you know, I, I really just want to go. I really just want to take my life. And I was like, man, I don't even know what to say. And I was like, yo, yo, call the suicide hotline, you know, call the, you know, whatever do you have, you know, where's your family at? And listen, where's your wife? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where's these people at? Oh, she left me and this and that. Okay. Yeah. I, I get it. I would have left you too. You know, um, it's just crazy. But it had gotten to the point where I couldn't hear any more the things that he was talking about, about shooting himself in the head and stuff like that. So I had to stop speaking to him. I wished him well. I prayed for him. I gave him some resources and I did what I had to do for me, which was stop talking to him because it was just too much. I suffer from anxiety and depression. So there's certain things that I just cannot hear and have in my energy. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So to see him in this light was crazy from seeing him before because he was Mr. Cocky, fresh, swagged out, you know, yada, yada, yada. I mean, he was so fine, y'all. Like every, (laughs) we'd be walking down the street, the men would be looking at me, the girls would be looking at him and they would be like drooling. And you know what? He was looking right in my eyes. It was just crazy. And we have such an electric attraction that still to this day, I have never felt anything like that, truly. Um, but whatever. And lo and behold, I saw him suffer. I don't know where he is right now. I don't even know if he's still with us. But I wish him well. <clears throat> that was the point. I know that was a really long story, but I really felt like I had to say it. I really felt like I had to talk about it. Because there comes a time in our lives, and I, I don't know if it's going to happen to everyone, but you, someone might be the witness to see your suffering, or you might be the one to witness their suffering when they hurt you at one point. Now, I didn't feel any way about it. I didn't feel happy. I wasn't like, ha ha, you hurt me. That's why you... No, no. I, just, I didn't feel... <laughs> I was just like, you know, I felt bad for him from a human standpoint. But that's it. So, like I was saying, when T.D. Jake said, those who once fought you are going to seek you and you have to be healed enough to let them in because God's going to use you to minister to them. It's just, it's just one of the realest things that I've ever heard. And it was one, it was like, sheesh, like I'm telling you, like I still get and feel chills when I read it that comment when I hear it it's so true do you know everybody comes back and I don't know if you have this experience in your life but everyone returns in mine I'm not saying they stay they can either come briefly because they're nosy and they want to see oh what's she doing you know, a lot, most of them are from the military. So I was very aloof. When I tell you, I still am. <laughs> Everyone who knows me knows that they really don't know me. I'm like one of those people. Like you really kind of, you know, once you kind of get a grasp on what you think or who you think I am, you really realize that you don't know. And I know this about myself. And that's fine. Um, Am I guarded? Maybe a little bit. It could be a little bit of guarded. It could be a little bit of New York. It could be a little bit of, you know, 
a bunch of things. It'd be a culmination. It doesn't mean that I don't care. It doesn't mean I don't have a good heart. It just means no one's ever really got to know the real me. No one. Not one person to this day. Oh, actually, my therapist. (laughs) My therapist is the only one that's gotten to know the real me. The only person. And she ain't telling nobody. (laughs) And it's not even about telling someone. It's not even... it, It just... I I know, and this is something that you need to know about yourself. Don't give it away so easily. You have to stop doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone isn't worth hearing your story. Everyone isn't worth it. If this is something that you have to use as a lesson to help them, to minister to them, to, you know, motivate and stuff like that, just because you're a decent person, then use examples from your life to do that. That's what I'm doing. But everyone isn't worthy of hearing things about you. Everyone isn't worthy to get on your squad and your team. As a matter of fact, you're going to find that out of 10 people, a half of one is probably worthiest. Truly. When really what a lot of us do is out of 10 people, we're choosing two and three and four people when trust. They are not, they're not worthy. They're not. There's nothing wrong with saying that. There's nothing wrong with knowing that and believing that. It doesn't mean you're stuck up or whatever. If you've been hurt by people, I'm telling you right now, it takes a certain person to stick with this podcast episode, and that's okay. This might be the one that has the least amount of listeners. This might be the one that has the most. I'm not doing it. I'm not sitting here and being honest with you for it to go either way. (laughs) the pendulum can swing and do whatever it's going to do. This is something that needed to be said, and I'm putting it out there. That's it. Um, But I know it's going to take a certain person to kind of stick with this, to really feel and know exactly what I'm talking about, because you have been hurt, and you have had experiences where the people who hurt you have come back in your life, and you have no idea what they're doing here. But if you really pay attention... Are you feeling some type of way about them coming back? Because if you are, then you're not healed. (laughs) If you are, then you're not healed. But if you're not, like you might feel happy or, or like, what the fuck are you doing here? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about feeling bitter, bitterness or sadness from what they did to you way back then. If you still feel that way. The moment you hear their name, the moment you see a message from them, the moment someone says, oh, I saw so-and-so, then you're not healed from it. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Um, it feels, if really, I, free, I thank you for, you know, just obliging me and let me kind of talk about that because that really was just a great, amazing time spending that time with him. It was electric. It was beautiful. You see how I can talk about the good of it and be just so fulfilled? That's because I'm healed. And after I'm done talking about it with you, I'm done with it. I I haven't haven't talked (laughs) the last time or if I ever talked about this, truly. And you'll know the difference between when you're healed and not. Because if you're not, 
you'll feel bitter. Now, I could sit here and turn this all the way around. It's all about what you can be a victim or a victor. I could sit here and talk about this whole situation from a victim standpoint. (laughs) Actually, I wasn't a victim, but I could sit here and be saying he wasn't worth a damn and he did this and he did that. That's not even on my radar, though. You you see what I'm saying? It's not even on my radar because that's not relevant. It's just, I can't even go there in my mind because it doesn't exist. So um, I can't tell you how this is going to show up for you. I just know that you're going to know when you know. That's it. People always come back. They always return. And sometimes it's good you know, it's, it, this is a second chance, you know, maybe, you know, the first time around we were too immature and now we could be friends or now we can experience love together on a, you know, not platonic, on a romantic level or whatever the case is. <clears throat> but I find <laughs> in my life, y'all, the ones that come back should have stayed gone unless it's a lesson. Like in this, this was a lesson. For sure. Um, This was really a lesson. Um, It just, it is what it is. This quote, well, it's not really a quote because he, it's a quote from what he said, but he literally was just talking and such wisdom, such wisdom, such wisdom. Just, you know, it's about paying attention. And when you have those moments where it's something that just grabs you like this grabbed me, write it down. Pray over it. Study it. Because there's a reason that it caught your attention that way. Because something might happen very, very soon as to why you heard that, why it grabbed your attention. And you don't want to be caught off guard or miss a blessing or block a blessing or whatever. You know, that's the way I see it. So just remember, like I always say in everything, you come first. And that also has something to deal with self-care and just being aware, self-awareness, your distractions, the things you fill your day with, the people that you're around and everything. Don't ever be so thirsty or desperate that we talked about this. I'm done. I'm ending it right now. But where someone comes back in and they did you dirty and you're feeling some type of way about it, you're not over it and that's okay. That's your business. No one's saying you're wrong. Don't let them back in then. Because if you're still feeling bitter about it or upset or whatever, and they did this, especially if they haven't apologized, then what is, <laughs> what purpose do they serve? None. At least in my book, none. Like I told you, these bozos that keep coming out of nowhere and contacting me, asking how to write a book and how to do this and how to do that, without even saying hello, you don't even say hi, how are you doing? How's life? You don't even have introduction. You could be fake as I don't know what. And I wouldn't even know the difference because you're just typing. But you don't even have that much decency inside of you to sit here and even fake it and be like, hey, how you doing? La, la, la. I know how to do that. How you doing? What's going on? How's your day? Oh, by the way, I was just wondering, how do you write a book? Not how do you write a book, but how do you get a book published? Can you give me some information? And then I will direct them to my website where they can pay for one of my courses that teaches them how to write a book. (laughs) Yes, 
I'm developing courses that will show you how to run your podcast, that will teach you how to write a book and how to publish it on all the platforms that I published mine and a bunch of other things that is coming soon. For those of the people who turn this podcast off too soon, (laughs) they didn't hear this part. (laughs) So it is what it is. Like I said, everything's not for everybody and some people are meant to hear something and others are not. So I'm going to leave you with this. I hope that this is something that you were able to kind of reflect on. I shared a little memory with you <laughs> about a love that I had, you know what I'm saying? And it did what it did and it was what it was. And I, w- I don't regret it to this day. And I wish him well wherever he is. And wherever you are, I wish you well too. Until next time, thank you <laughs> for visiting the Glow Mob Podcast. Ciao.